Hello, 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 hello. Happy November. What's up? I'm Alika and my brother Emil, aka Change, is here today too. But where are you, Change? Right now I am in yes. sunny, yes. not quite sunny. balmy, not quite cold, Vegas. <laughs> that is Las Vegas, y'all. Las Vegas, so. that's right. It's <laughs> <clears throat> the city of brotherly fun. <laughs> Ah, and by the way, y'all, when when we were there at the same time a few years back, E and I were there at the same time. It was brotherly and sisterly fun. It really was. Um, Uh And I'm here with our cousin Byron. Hey, Byron, what's up, Byron? Shouts shouts all the way out, and we're we're just taking we're taking time off to chill, relax, hang out, catch up. There's a lot of catching up we don't because we live uh, literally across the country from one another. So we take a time every few years to just. Get together. Last year we were in, if you remember, Hawaii. Yes. Right. Hawaii. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Right. So we do this as frequently as we can because we are best friends and we need to spend time. And that's probably an endorsement for adult, both men and women, to mm-hmm. go out and make a deliberate plan to hang out with the people you love. I think that's great. No Reach agenda. Shout and touch. No Your reason best to do friend's it. Hand. Just go to Las Vegas. Spend time together. If you can. Yes. Do the right thing. Do the Spend right time. thing with each other. Love on I the people know. you love. Yeah, and, and so we're out here um, having yeah. a good time. We're, later, yeah. we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go shooting. We're going to go to a gun range and just go shooting for, you know, just for sport. Shooting what? Well, that's the fun part. Yeah, you I'm can like rent- it's, it's, yeah. You can rent weapons here that you can't normally access in the really? world. Yeah. Whoa. So you can go to an indoor or outdoor gun range. Okay. And you can fire weapons that are hard to find. Some of the military grade stuff like 50 caliber weapons and um, wow. sniper rifles and, <gasps> you know, stuff from other countries that may not be easily accessible here. Yeah. And you can just go and just have a ball and learn all about these weapons and then shoot them. So, like, do you shoot them at, like, clay pigeons or something? Or, like, pieces of paper on the wall, whatever they're called, targets? Like, what are you shooting at? You're so, shooting at yeah. targets. Usually okay. they're um, paper. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want, though, sometimes you can do, like, a fruit. They do watermelon or cantaloupe. That'd be fun. Those are fun. because they, You know, they have the splatter effect, and it's just yeah. a lot of fun. But honestly... The most fun is the visceral effect of having the weapon in your hand and shooting it and feeling the recoil and all those wonderful things that come with shooting. Oh. You know, and I don't own weapons uh, no. personally, and our cousin Byron does because he's a hunter. So mm-hmm. uh, we have the opportunity to – he loves to, to shoot. So this is one of those chances for us to just kind of geek out on different things that we wouldn't ordinarily access. You know what? It's so funny because you're bringing me back to, to childhood where – you know, from a young age, dad, dad, and then I were vegetarian and we had the, all those uncles that hunted and it just, it just like 
brings a warmth to my heart because we didn't, we all got along. We all loved each other. We didn't have to agree on every single thing. And yet every time the family had dinner, hung out, whatever, there was no shaming, you know? I mean, okay, maybe once in a while, a couple uncles were like, how are you going to go big? You don't eat any meat. And I think we can all look back and say, <laughs> Alika's five, ten and a half. She's all right. She didn't have meat. She's she, she going to be okay. You know? She did um, just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there was never any judgment or, you know, and I just, I, I mean, I'm very grateful for that because so many people grew up in a life of judgment, you know, or not knowing, not being Absolutely. able to be friends with people who maybe go hunting or, you know, people who, I don't know, d- you know, paint their toenails blue, whatever. Pe- people find so many reasons to be divided, you know. Uh, agree. And, and in our family, the hunters would always, yeah. we would use, we would eat the whole Animal. They eat everything. We eat. I everything remember our uncles they donate everything, everything to families that didn't yes. have enough. So for us, yes. hunting was part of it was the sport of it, but part of it was it was a way to provision the family. Yes. And what we've what one of the reasons why I'm always thankful for growing up in a family with this kind of lifestyle was because of what you just said. We got along. Those who didn't eat meat just don't eat it. I mean, it, it's it. not like a bad. And nope. even when the uncles did rib you, it wasn't like angry it was just like no. girl how you gonna grow up that's it that's it you know even though i'm taller than two of them now anyway so but yeah but um no <laughs> but no and that's the thing too is like i had respect for for our uncles and for like byron and because they would come back and they would have those coolers they would use the entire deer whatever it was because in oregon Absolutely. you know there was there was hunting and people just for meat and for you know i remember our auntie being native american and all of that like nothing was wasted and that is so different from the people that just go out and sport hunt and just leave the animal sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just, just tell right. me what you're doing. I'm going off or, on a tangent, but or they, just, they, mm. well, they, they, they go for the trophy. Oh, know, that's right. And, and they don't really understand. And fortunately, those yes. people are becoming more and more rare as people Good. are more sensitive to the environment and the effects of hunting. So people are much more likely now. They're hunters, hunters for hunger or hunters against hunger who. You know, they can't eat everything they kill, so they make sure to donate it to people who are hungry. So there's tons of ways that over the last 30 or 40 years, people have mm-hmm. manifested a different conscience without having, again, the judgment doesn't have to be there. Um, you know, no. states like Oregon that are responsible and try to manage the uh, wildlife properly, um, they find some good balance with that, hunters and fishermen. So it's all a matter of perspective. And to your point, what we, what we found out just growing up, the rest of the world is catching up to, mm-hmm. there's more to bring us together than to divide us. Can I just shout out again to Oregon real quick? Because over here on the East Coast, there's definitely not the kind of zoning laws and environmental laws because I will, I will tell about a town that it starts with a, it'll be nameless, but it starts with the N and it ends with the field and it's in Connecticut. We'll just leave it at that town. And they keep building <laughs> stuff. Whenever I drive around the area, they keep building stores and all this stuff, but there seems to be no planning because, you know, in Portland growing up, you know, my mom was on the um, planning commission too in Portland. They had all these rules about how many trees could be in the parking lot and how much distance. And it was so different. And I don't know what these folks are doing out here. Maybe one of them can call and tell me because every day you go by somewhere, not every day, whatever, every time I go by somewhere, there's like a new store. People are backing up into each other, clogging the streets. You can't turn left. You can't turn right. So Oregon, you may have your issues, but you did a good job with city planning. And I want to shout you out, Oregon. So I did it. uh, Yes. Hit us on our Insta. (laughs) Uh, Make a hope and change. (laughs) If you are a East Coast City planner. 
if you are a city planner in either the West Coast, especially Oregon, or the East Coast, especially Connecticut, we'd love oh. to hear from you. And perhaps we'd have you on the show mm-hmm. so that we can grill you, but more mm-hmm. importantly, give you a chance to tell us the good and the ugly, the bad, the, the, the things that you're doing to help the environment and the things yes. that are hard for you to control just through the process of zoning and planning. We would love for you to share with us the challenge and the struggle and the success of your job. Because I, I would like to say yes, and I agree 100% with my brother. And let, let me just say this to Connecticut and to New Jersey. Um, also, I have some questions for you, New Jersey. And also, um, parts of Maryland, I got some questions for you, too. So feel free, because I'm just trying to understand. The sister's just trying to understand the city planning on the East Coast. Um, yeah, so... Boston, I'm going to forgive Boston because Boston is so old. They don't know what its streets are doing. So I'm going to grant Boston some forgiveness. <laughs> That's the thing um, about some of the East Coast cities. It's like, you've been around for 400 years. We we respect that. We give you a pass. Oh, sorry. Can you please just, okay, tell us that you're old. Just say it. Just say it. You're old. And then we'll forgive you. Just We're say old. it. Our streets go nowhere. Our streets have the same name, but they're in different parts of the city. We just want to let you know. So please forgive us when you walk in. And speaking of scary, when we come back, we're going to talk about scary movies. Maybe some of them were filmed in a scary city. I don't know, but we'll be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. We're back. And today's topic is scary movies that changed us or didn't. And we also today, before we begin, we, uh, I was able to do some what you used to call man on the street interviews, but to be inclusive, I'll say people on the street interviews with guests Brenda, Fred, and George. And I know Jamie's going to you know, put some little quips from these people in there, but it was interesting talking to these random people about the movies that scared them the most. Uh, Emil. I'll start with you, though. What what movie or movies do you remember as being scary? Oh, scary. my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the reason why we're having this episode, and I remember why exactly yes. why. Okay. So we were talking weeks ago about mm-hmm. um, what it was like to be scared as a little kid. It was random conversation. And I said, one of the things that scared me most were scary movies. And I sort of went through a phase where I watched a lot of them and got desensitized to all of them but one. To this day, there's Uh. one scary movie that still, as brave, as fearless as I can be, gets me every time I try to watch it. And that is Alien, the original. Oh, interesting. So, And the reason why is because I watched that way too young. Oh, okay. I watched that movie... When it first came out on, I think it was Showtime, and mm. it must have been 1981, 80, 1982. It was, okay. I mean, way too young to watch this very psychologically um, intense movie. And, and to this day, Uh-oh. I, will, I don't subscribe to Showtime. <laughs> Sorry, Showtime, because of that. Like, I made the association, and I can't, I, like, I've watched Showtime since, of course, but I don't subscribe to it because I, it's like, I, it, it, it held the thing that scared me the most. Why did Alien scare me so bad? It wasn't the monster. I don't know. The monster I'm asking. wasn't the scary part, although it is 
part of the reason. It was all of the tension between monster um, moments. That tension, the director, Ridley Scott, of that movie built tension so powerfully. And he made it so rich. Like, you were sitting in your seat, you're watching it, and you can't see what's around the corner and this movie, oh my gosh! It's, it's filmed with this mist and this haze, and everybody's sweating, and it's it's, it's claustrophobically small. The, the the Nostromo, which is the ship, is just tiny and tiny inside. It's a giant ship, but it's inside. It's claustrophobic, and then on top of all of that, Mm-mm. what you're you have this level of ambiguity that never fully resolves. What? Yeah, Alien never yeah. fully resolves all the tension it creates, which makes your mind, which is what <sighs> makes a good scary movie scary, which makes your mind go into overdrive trying to fill in the gaps. Jamie, did you see Alien? More times than I can count. <laughs> I love that movie. Love it. I love it. I love the fear, the terror of the unknown the claustrophobia, oh, wow. the, you know, it's the opposite of escapism. <laughs> it's basically uh-huh. you're trapped with them yes. and what is about to happen. You know, that dread, that fear of being trapped with this monster. Um, huh. Isolation, you know? Yes. Um, and there's a movie, there's another one called The Thing that's very similar in scope. Yeah. Uh, the, the, okay. the 1956 or the, no, Kurt, the, the Kurt Russell version? The Kurt Russell version. Same yes. same idea. You're trapped in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> you know, this idea mm. of this creature. And it's the, the dark, the unknown, the things you don't see that are the scariest. It's the brain. A, a good director. The brain is a scary place. The, <laughs> a good director doesn't show you. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about jump scares. Jump scares are no big deal to me. We talked about okay. that with the Halloween maze thing. Yeah. And jump scares do nothing for me, right? Okay. Perhaps I will jump out of the reflex, but I'm not scared. But the, the directors who can get my brain to fire into warp speed overdrive trying to solve the problem or, or, or fill in the gaps, those directors terrify me because they know how to take my brain apart in a way that I can't control unless I close my eyes or shut out the sound. Okay, well, I never saw aliens. I'm just enjoying sitting here listening to you all talk about this. Oh, so because so I'm already original, getting tense, getting listening. So anyway, <laughs> the original is super intense. The sequel, Aliens (plural), is oh. also intense, but it's a different movie. It's more like an action thriller with lots of really intense, scary moments, but it's not nearly okay. as comprehensively terrifying as Alien. Right, let me make a comparison. And I'm going to mention another movie that actually really still scares me to this day. Um, Mm -hmm. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Oh! yes. Have no, Alika, have you seen this? Yes. Okay. Just because of the lead actor, but yes, I've seen it. Yes. You know, that feeling you get when they're talking between Jodie Foster Mm -hmm. and Anthony Hopkins, when they're talking in that fear. Yeah. What is this guy going to do? What's he going to think? Uh, that's the same feeling you get when you watch Alien. It's okay. the same feeling. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Different pathway, same result. Same result. 
Yes. So it engages your brain yes. in that it's, way. It's, it's yeah. just a comprehensively scary movie. And that's what a good scary movie director, I'm, I'm at the Rotten Tomatoes top 200 scary movies of all time, right? Oh, and I was actually, looking at the there. top okay. 10. Mm-hmm. And the top, you know, and Alien is in the top 10. And, you know, these are debatable. But if you look at a couple of the ones that are in the top 10, um, yeah. some of the classics like Night of the Hunter, Nosferatu, and uh, King Kong, these are from the 20s and 30s. Uh-huh. If you if you ignore the effects and focus on the story, they're terrifying for the same reason. Well, I'm sorry. Are you on the 200 best horror movies of all time? Rotten Tomatoes. I am. Rotten Tomatoes. I, I'm I'm trying to go where he is, y'all. Everyone listening, or you can Google it too. But I'm I'm going where you are, so I can look at this list. Right. It, okay. It is, it is Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 200 is at the top, and then at the very bottom yep. is the is like Psycho is number one, which you know that uh. makes most most all time scariest movie lists. And then and, and again, you can take the top 20 probably scariest movies, top 50 mm-hmm. scariest movies, and any one of them for their own reason could probably trickle into the top 10 or be the number one. Uh, uh. One of the scariest movies I ever watched was The Shining. Love yeah. that movie. I can watch The Shining over and over again, and it terrifies me every time I watch it. Okay, because we stop. We got to stop right here. I got to interrupt you, Emil, because that For was sure. the only movie. When I watch scary movies, that was the number one movie that came to my head. Hands oh, yeah. down. I will yeah. never watch it again. And I want to <laughs> tell y'all that I was like 10 years old. So so it, oh, it was me. Way too young, so it was, right? It was our older brothers, yes, my, or my older brothers. And they have all these cousins, like how he said Byron's his best friend. They, there's all these cousins that are like the age of my uh, my older brothers, Emil and Krim. And then there was me. I was in this weird age gap. So I would go to my cousin's house and they would put cornrows in my hair, <clears throat> the my older female cousins. And I remember I was there and they were all teenagers and I was 10. And they thought they would turn on the big TV, those big, huge TVs on the ground that you had to flip the, the little knobs, whatever, <laughs> right? Curtis so they started Mathis. watching. Zenith. Yes. 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 Zenith. That's what it was. <laughs> so they started watching The Shining. And everybody who knows Alika knows I'm a little chicken. I don't know what y'all were thinking, because I mean, I was 10, thinking I was 27, except for with the with the brain of, of scary movies of like a six-year-old. I don't know what my cousins were thinking. Braiding your hair. Now, y'all know cornrows, when you have really long hair, I was there three, four hours. Just They're just braiding my hair. That's it. So I'm stuck. And I'm going to tell y'all about the nightmare that I still have 30 years later. Come play with us. Come play with us. Oh, to yes. this day, the twins <laughs> yes. in that movie frighten me. Even my own children make fun of me when they did the remake. And my kids were like, oh, mom, come watch The Shining. And then they would crack up and send me out of the room. So you don't have to watch a lot of scary movies to be traumatized for the rest of your life. Cornrows and The Shining. <laughs> we're going to be right back after this break. So what's your name? Brenda. Brenda, what's the scariest movie you saw? Why did it scare you? Oh my gosh, The Night of the Lepus, a cult classic. Nobody (laughs) thinks this is a real movie. Look it up, it is a real movie. So one night I was canning corn, and I was canning corn until 2 in the morning, and I turned on the little TV, and it was playing Night of the Lepus. And in (laughs) Night of the Lepus, these rabbits get gigantic from radioactivity, and they take over. And it is really frightening. Wow, okay. You heard it. Night of the Lepus. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Fred. All right, Fred. So what is the scariest movie you ever saw? 
Oh, the scariest movie was Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah, that's awful, that one. I know, I know. Just, you know, you didn't see... There was stuff going on that you couldn't really see, but it was terrifying. It was. I would have to agree with Fred on that one. Thank you, Fred. Rosemary's Baby. Hey, what's your name? George. Hey, George. Thanks for uh, putting up with my questions today. So what is the scariest movie you ever watched, and why was it so scary for you? Um, it uh, probably am just because there's a lot of good special effects and some jump scares. Ah, so what's a jump scare? Um, a scare that gets you off guard, catches you by surprise. Oh, do you still have thoughts or dreams about it ever? No. No? What are some other scary movies that you've seen? Um, The Purge was kind of scary. And The Boy. But those are not too scary. Alright, thank you for your opinion. We're back. And if any of you all say anything about Jack Nicholson or the twins or anything, anybody listening, I will run out the room and you will never see me again. So moving on. You know, maybe that was some serious trauma, I think, Emil. It was. And I still have for it me today. it was alien. Like I watched all the Freddy movies, all the oh, Jason no. movies, all of those kinds of slasher movies. And at first yeah. they were scary, and then I got desensitized, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. Why why should I turn my brain off to gore? So then I turned my brain back on, and then I got squeamish from the gore more than I got scared of it. Um, so I don't watch the slasher movies anymore unless they're really creative, in which case they're fun. Uh, one of the most fun scary movies that changed my opinion about scary movies was That's Evil what? Dead 2. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Like I said... I've seen very few after The Shining, but go ahead. So what about Evil so Dead Evil 2? Dead 2 is one of those yes. scary zombie, but it's also campy, but it's well done oh, okay. camp. So mm-hmm. it's in this very unique niche. I know Jamie's watched it probably a thousand times. If he hasn't, he will. I have not I... seen oh. Evil Dead 2, nor have I seen Evil Dead 1. You don't wow. need to see Evil Dead to see Evil Dead 2, but I promise you, Watching that movie will be some of the most fun, scary times you've ever had. It is a classic for that reason. So that movie specifically changed how I see all scary movies because then I began to appreciate the craft Mm -hmm. of movie making, scary movie making versus the effect of scary movie making, which made it easier for me to watch different films. And so one of the things that I'll tell our our listeners who are, um, you know, like, you're dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. Yes, you may have that one or two movies that are just like off limits. Don't watch those. Mm-hmm. But there are others that um, get you into a space where you can appreciate the craft and the joy that That's comes true. from telling a scary story. And those movies are like campfire stories. They're scary, but they're entertaining. They're fun. Well, The Ring was like that. So I'm looking at this list, number 65, The Ring. I did see that because I've always loved, as we've I've mentioned to y'all before, I've always loved like apocalyptic movies or like movies that are scary but deal with kind of real elements. And I remember The Ring in 1998 and I remember I was watching my boyfriend at the time and it was so deep because it was that one about the technology, you know, like modern technology and a cursed videotape, VCR tape. People would watch it. They would get sucked in. I did like that because it had this deep like there's deep stuff going on, which is how a lot of us felt around, you know, the year 2000, like what's going on with technology and all this stuff. And so I remember the ring. Did you see that one? 
I did, did see, see it, and yeah, I I found it very entertaining, but not very scary to me because mm-hmm. it was like you know, <laughs> it was like scary videotape. And I kept telling people, stop putting it in. <laughs> like, right. It's, yes. it's one of those movies where you're yelling at the screen, like, you don't have to watch it. I got to watch it. Let's see what happens. Like, I'm the, I come from the school of just burn the thing. Right? Like, and, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> and this is actually why I can pretty much guarantee that my, my honorary older brother on this, on this uh, vodcast and my actual older brother, both of these men, Jamie and Emil, probably don't watch Lifetime movies like I do because... Y'all, anytime I watch a Lifetime movie with a man, they're like, Alika, why doesn't she, doesn't she know better? She needs to just like go. And I'm like, that's not the point. It's a Lifetime movie. So. <laughs> the movie would why. be five minutes long if that were the case. <laughs> no. Every horror movie, every those. Lifetime movie would be like, oh, I came to my senses. The end. Ten minutes. Right. No commercials. I'm the one that, you could ask my mother. I'm the one that when Lifetime Movie Network like got an app, I was like stoked. She texted me. She's like, Lifetime Movie Network has an app, Alika. I'm like, what? I mean, do you know I have issues? But anyway, so the ring it's the, it's the, would have so, fallen into that Lifetime Movie genre, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Go ahead. One of the reasons the why a good scary movie is good is because the yeah. people who are in the movie make the decisions that you would make, and they still yeah. don't resolve the situation. No. A bad, scary movie, (laughs) they make the opposite decision and act like they're making the right decision. And you're like, clearly, you have no sense, no brain in between your ears, because that is the dumbest possible decision you could make in this situation. Why did you run into a corner? See, I I think that's where you and I, and I'm going to say this. People might not like it, but I think there is a little bit of gender in there because when my son watches a movie like that with me, he's like, now, why is she doing that? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know she's going to do that, but gosh. <gasps> and what you just said, Emil, I feel the opposite. I like it when they're like, that girl better not go down those stairs. Oh my gosh, she's going down those stairs. I would never go down those stairs, but oh my gosh, I got to watch this movie. And that's how I am. So. <sighs> Even though they're making the absolute worst decision. Yes, in the but I love it. Decisions, but I love it. Like- <laughs> And I'm not alone because people keep making these movies. You they know what do. I'm saying? <laughs> they're apparently they're very satisfying. And so like, like just okay, not to so, you. <laughs> absolutely not. I watch, you know, some of my favorites are these movies that are, uh, I like the satisfying ending. The satisfying mm-hmm. ending doesn't have to resolve in anyone's favor. Right. Yes. It's just that it concludes in some okay. decisive way. That's what I need, right? So um, <laughs> one of the scary movies that really sort of yeah. does that for me uh, is uh, uh, the, the, the Shining. I know you don't like that, but then there's there's a couple of others. I'm, I'm looking Go at ahead. my list okay. here. Hold on a second. I'm going to okay. pull one out for you because it was, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Donald Sutherland. Yes. That resolves with ambiguity in the right way. Mm -hmm. It's like, are they alien? Is there more? Are there more? Are we all? Is this happening? Oh, my goodness. But it wasn't so much connected to this world that I'm like, yeah, that could happen right now. I could walk out my door and wonder if that person's Uh, real. Right? So the resolution was clear in the sense that I knew it wouldn't affect me personally, but it wasn't clear in the sense that the story resolved and that's a fine yes. line for me, but that's where I know okay. I'm okay. I, let, let me let me let me just say this because I'm just I'm running this by you and Jamie. It's not it does not fall in the scary movie genre, but I'm gonna tell you a movie 
that is just creepy, which is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> like, I mean, the original, right? It was a little bit of a mind trip. I mean, so is Johnny Depp's version, too, for that matter. But, like, the, the, it's a little creepy the, 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 to the think. Boat you, the, the boat scene. The boat scene. Yes! The boat scene. It was scene. very psychedelic. Scary. It's a little scary. Scary. Even though I, lo- I did actually love that movie, but it's a little creepy. No, that, and like that with that the lollipop spinning and uh, that the part still creeps me out. There's like a chicken that shows up and yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I would say that the, the boat scene in Willy Wonka still scares me. It, it, it's Same. a very seventies moment in that you, you're you're watching it and it's this you know it's musical and it's light and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get into the boat and it's very acid trippy yes and the but grandfather's like abusive or the parents are abusive not the grandfather right i mean you know sorry i cut you off acid trippy and what yes you're no, right about it, that. It, you're, you're right it, it, there's this moment but then it resolves and then it's back to this light and, and you're like what just happened why, why what, where did where did we go where did and as an adult oopa, i can ask this question oopa, where did the storyteller want do, me to go with that i got another puzzle for you keep going oh yeah oompa, oompa, when the when the storyteller oompa, does that to me in that kind of movie wise, i now trip to me. with him oompa, and i'm like perhaps oompa, this would be oompa, best if i were on acid so let me pretend <laughs> to the best of my ability be in that space with him oh now it makes sense still scary disclaimer alika hope and change does not condone nor do we advise anyone using acid unless it's citric acid otherwise known as vitamin c um that was that was so (laughs) awesome my sister she is amazing she's like disclaimer i like (laughs) that was perfect (laughs) that was perfect oh boy scary movies do change us yes and we have a lot of fun watching them and part of the fun is when you're at home you can get into the blankets and cover up so in this part mm, of the year, yes. when it's already mm-hmm. cool and crisp during the fall, going in, transitioning into winter, why not pull out a scary movie? Get your favorite blankie, like turn the lights down, and scare yourself into a ball under the covers, yeah. Yeah. and go to sleep right after. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you till that. What? Um, I love that you said blankie. Mode. I love that you said blankie. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's where I that's where I am right now. I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. Lights well, down low, if not off, blanky on, let's go, let's do this scary movie, and let's do it late at night. So the last thing I watch is the thing that scared the literal <laughs> Jeebus out of me. <laughs> Hebe Jeebies. <laughs> did you say Jeebus? <laughs> yes he did. <laughs> He said the Jeebus. That sounds like a horror movie in itself. Jeebus. It does. Well, on that it sounds note. Like, it sounds like Krampus. It sounds like Jeebus, Krampus. Krampus. Y'all wouldn't know about Krampus. Okay, anyway, so we are going to leave this episode right now with your Jeebus, Krampus blankies. And you guys have a great day. Bye, y'all. It was always fun. Watch your favorite always scary fun. movie for us and tell yes. us what it's like at Alika Hope and, and Change at Insta. Bye. Bram. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Come play with us. <laughs>
If you enjoyed what you heard today on Alika Hope and Change, please head over to iTunes to rate the show and leave a review. It's really the best way for you to show your support for the show. And bonus, it costs you $0. Join the conversation on Instagram, share this episode with your friends on social media, or just tell others by word of mouth. Thank you and keep sharing hope and change.